Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Passes to Thomas. He's gone. Touchdown, Saints. He's got a bunch of room and some blockers. Hurdling a blocker at the 25. Inside the 50. What a run by Kamara, who's all the way in for a touchdown. Wow. Reese, quick throw. Sanders got there. Football fans and hoodats all over the world, get ready for an episode of Believe in Saints on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Hendricks. Oh, man. Woo. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Saints. I'm your host, John Hendricks. It's Thursday. We just wrapped up the 13th day of Saints training camp practice. And man, uh, I am so excited for Saturday and to cover a preseason game and their one against the Ravens is in Baltimore. And look, I don't care that it's preseason. I'm just happy to see football. I'm happy to see if things carry over from what we've been seeing in saints practice. Uh, I'm happy to see what some of these rookies are doing. I'm happy to see a ton of things. So look, it's going to be an interesting game. Um, you know, look, I think, when you first look at this, the, the obvious storyline is going to be who starts at, tr- at quarterback, right? Um, is it Taysom Hill? Is it Jameis Winston? I believe it's going to be Taysom just because of what the rotation has been. Um, you know, Taysom started a training camp for the first two days and Jameis started the second two days. So I think it's going to be Hill. So the first thing I tell you is, is don't overblow that. Don't Oh, read so much into that, but obviously Jameis is going to get his opportunity to play, and I, I think that's going to come as a starter at home against the Jaguars. So that'll be really exciting for fans that are going to be able to attend. And um, you know that attendance thing is going to be a whole entire separate story. We won't really get into that, but obviously there's going to be a big bunch of changes at the Superdome because of the New Orleans uh, city mandate for the masks and vaccinations now. But again, we're going to focus on talking about the Saints. We're going to focus on football, and we're going to talk a little bit about what to expect. So quarterback battle is really going to be the focal point of this entire thing, right? Um, I I think what we've seen from Jameis Winston has been better at this point than Taysom Hill, but Hill has also had some really strong days of practice Um, you know, he can't be dismissed. So I I still feel like we don't have a clear front runner who is the next quarterback of the Saints. And I think the preseason is going to be a great way to help us figure that out. And look, the thing is, you know, I I think when you look at practices, you know, Jameis Winston probably has, what, four or five practices now where he's just looked better on the day. But it's just been inconsistent from both of them. And, you know, on Thursday, you had a killer day from Winston. Um, You had an awesome day from him on Wednesday, so to speak. And he was really good and efficient in the red zone. Uh, Today, he was great in two-minute offense. We didn't see Taysom Hill get two reps, but, you know, Winston got two series, that is. Um, So, again, I think that's the the first thing that you're going to take a look at when you look at this particular preseason game and again you know how much and how long everybody plays is really just going to depend and um you know we're entering a space where 
it's a lot of uncertainty, and I think some of that's really exciting, in it, and especially for covering this team. But you know, I think a lot of fans are kind of embracing the worst here. Um, you know, without getting too much into the weeds, you know, I think this team, their ceiling is ten wins. I, I picked them to go ten and seven this year. I feel good about it. I think there's some things there, despite all the noise and all this crazy stuff, that is. Uh, an opportunity for them to put their best foot forward and, you know, they can lean on things like the offensive line, or we want to make sure that that pass rush is solid as we've seen it in practice. And that could carry them a good bit. Uh, you know, I think some players are coming along nice in their development, like Zach Bond, Caden Ellis, Cesar Ruiz, uh, Marquez Callaway to name just a few, but look um, at the end of it all, preseason games we didn't have these last year i mean you take that stuff for granted and you're like huh, well it's just preseason this is a game where everybody can just get hurt we don't put much stock in it but look there's only three and the saints are going to treat this as three important ones obviously because it's not going to be it's not the third one is not going to be like the fourth preseason game right where they don't play any starters they tried out the guys and try to figure out uh, who's this practice squad guy, who's this veteran who's on a bubble that maybe you get a chance to showcase in for another team that might be interested, or who's uh, you know who's some of those guys that you're looking on for that final five to ten roster spots, and then maybe try to fill out your practice squad. This is not really going to be the scenario here, but it's all going to go into the evaluation process, and it's all going to be important. So really going to be interesting to see that. Um, you know, I will tell you. To not to sidetrack, but it's it's definitely worth mentioning that the whole Michael Thomas situation uh, seems to be a thing where they're trying to mend the fences. You know, everything kind of got overblown and, and sent into a thousand, you know, recently. Um, you know, again, I took some criticism on social media because I was trying to defend Ian Rappaport because he never said that. Michael Thomas was requesting a trade, but NFL Network, it actually flashed down at the bottom of the screen and says, hey, report, Michael Thomas wants out, which is pretty irresponsible on their part. But, you know, that type of stuff is just how how things spread into a wildfire. But, you know, look, according to reports and everything we know, uh, him and Sean Payton had a, a really good productive meeting. And, look, that's all you can expect is, is they're not going to trade Thomas this year. There's no way that should happen. Just because right now he's hurt, first of all, so that negates anybody trying to get him in a trade. And second of all, you know, the dead money that comes with it. Now, in the offseason, if Thomas comes back, things don't get better, something else happens, yeah, I could probably see it, um, you know. But as of right now, Thomas is an important guy on this team. They need him. Hopefully his rehab's going well. You know, we had the June surgery. Now we're here in August, getting close to September. So hopefully he's in a spot where he's coming up and he's able to start, you know, running routes and stuff soon. And they're going to need him. So uh, that's really what I would say about the Michael Thomas situation. So um, as far as really getting back to the points uh, that we want to discuss tonight is preseason. We talked about the quarterbacks. You know, here's some things that we're probably going to look for. I think it's probably not the most important thing, but I would say special teams is the first thing I'm going to look for. Um, one of them, you know, maybe not the first, but look, I want to see Brett Maher because he went four of six uh, on Thursday's practice and he missed from what, 42 and 46. He pushed him right. So never a good thing because you're obviously going to be without Will Lutz and that's never good because he was doing extremely well. And then you have the, the injury and they didn't waste any time trying to get him surgery. So 
Um, and Peyton says he may still be on the roster and might be available. So one of those injuries we're just going to have to keep an eye on and monitor really closely. Um, but look, I think special teams, it, why I say that is Gunner opposite of JT Gray is going to be important. That's where you guys like maybe Deuce Wallace or Bryce Thompson or Ty Montgomery, Paulson Adebo, Quan Baker. Those guys can make a, a difference there and really carve them, their way onto the roster. Um, jammer battles are going to be important. Um, I, I mean, it all matters, right? Even charting who's been on the kickoff team and the kick return team. You know, um, when I made my 53-man roster prediction uh, earlier this week, you know, I, I left off Brian Poole for Grant Haley. And, you know, I, I think from a special teams perspective, yeah, I could see them sticking with Poole. Um, you know, veterans, most in those situations are the ones that you want to stick with. Uh, Poole has upside as a slack guy, but, you know, I look at some of their corner depth right now, too, and I think they, the case can be made for Haley because, you know, you're missing some guys. Uh, Kavari Russell hasn't been at practice. Adonis Alexander hasn't been at practice. You've been missing P.J. Williams on the back end for a while now. Um, so there are some concerns there when it comes to the depth part. And, uh, you know, you definitely want to see some of these guys on special teams do what they've done in practice. And I think the other part is the punter battle. I mean, Blake Gillikin, I really think he's kind of the lock to be the guy. But, you know, Nolan Cooney, for whatever reason, I mean, he hits – it's again, it's a home runner to strike out. So he had, I think, of his 11 punts the other day, he had four really good ones, and the rest were just kind of like, meh, how did that how did that happen? You know, and like, I just don't know, but a lot goes into it. So, again, if Cooney doesn't, if he starts, he rolls out as their first punter, I mean, he's going to go under spotlight really quickly and uh, might make that decision a lot more or a lot easier. You know, because after this game, I think it's Tuesday, you go from 90 to 85. Then the following week, you go from 85 to 80. And then after your final preseason game, you have the mad dash to go from 80 to 53 players. So it's not much time for some of these players to really make their mark and make a difference. But, um, you know, hopefully you see some of these guys do well. And hopefully this isn't the end of them for football. I mean, and again, you don't make the final squad. There's a 16-man practice squad. So that's also... um, you know, a bit of encouragement for some people. And I think at some point the NFL and NFLPA have to get together and maybe talk about the active roster being a little bit higher than 53, especially when you add a 17th game. And if they actually go to an 18th game, you know, you, you got to have more than just 53 on the roster. But again, that's a story for a different day. So special teams, quarterback battle. And then, you know, I think other areas that we want to look at is the interior offensive line. Um, specifically the growth of Cesar Ruiz. I can't talk. Sorry about that. Um, but for Ruiz, man, can't can't get it. <laughs> Ruiz is uh, a guy who's done extremely well in training camp, and I, I think he's showed so much confidence in what he does. Um, and I really am anxious to see him put it all together is the main thing. I mean, you know what you have in Eric McCoy. You know what you have in Ryan Ramchek. You know what you have in Teron Armstead. And I think Andres Pete, um, you know, fans, for whatever reason, a lot of reasons, you know, don't really like him. But I think he's done a pretty good job. I mean, that first team offensive line has definitely been pretty solid. I mean, when you look at the second team and third team offensive line, it's, it's pretty rough. So I don't think 
they're quite as good in the quality of depth that they have at, at the offensive line position. I mean, people are just blowing them up left and right, whether it's the interior or the, uh, the pass rush on the edge. I mean, it just happens every day. So definitely want to keep an eye on that. Um, and then tight ends, you know, players like Jawan Johnson, you're really excited to see what he brings uh, on Saturday because he is absolutely having one of the best camps of any player. He may be having the best camp of anybody right now, uh, you know, and I think he might be having a better camp than Adam Troutman. And Troutman's doing pretty good. But, you know, Jawan Johnson obviously had, had moved from a tight end to wide, or excuse me, wide receiver to tight end, and he added 10 pounds. I mean, he looks great added on a little muscle and such. And I mean, the guy knows how to run routes and, you know, him being potentially drawn on a a linebacker, that's going to bode pretty poorly for the opposition. I mean, you know, there's going to be a nightmare matchup. And I think if, if Winston is the guy to start, that's going to be really interesting for me to see. Not, not that Nick Vanette can't play or he won't play, but you know, Winston had bread and butter, in Tampa when you had OJ Howard and Cameron Brait and I think a lot of that could benefit the Saints um, especially if their receivers depth is not as good as what they hoped or what it could be um, but you know you definitely are rooting for a guy like Jawan Johnson I think he's he's pretty much uh, one real good preseason game away from solidifying his place on the roster but you know Tight end's obviously going to be one of those areas you look at. Running back is another one. Um, you know, you know, Kamara Murray are the two guys. Devontae Freeman started having a really good camp, uh, kind of fizzled out a little lately. I mean, he hasn't been bad. He just hasn't made as much flash as he did in the first couple of days. But, you know, that third running back spot is kind of up for grabs. I think Dwayne Washington is having a great camp. Tony Jones Jr. is also having some strong moments. So that'll be an interesting battle to pay attention to. And, see how the roster takes place and ultimately whoever makes it out of Jones Jr. and Washington, it's probably going to be, you know, because of their special teams upside. So something to pay attention to and, you know, you shift focus to wide receivers. Um, Traquan Smith's obviously been out. You know, he was at the facility the other day and that was an encouraging sign. He was doing some running uh, on the opposite side of the field and, and one of the outdoor practices. So that was really good to see him around and kind of back on the field he may not play on saturday but we'll see what happens i'd be kind of surprised but you know they need to i don't say put him in bubble wrap but they need to obviously protect this guy if he's going to be a number one or two wide receiver this season so but but the guys behind him are really who you want to pay attention to because the three spots are taken you know it's it's going to be Callaway, it's going to be Harris, and it's going to be Traquan Smith. But behind him is where it gets fun, it gets interesting. You know, I think the veterans right now would be the guys I go to. It would be Chris Hogan and Ty Montgomery. But, you know, look, you can't discount little Jordan Humphrey. He's definitely growing and evolving, and he's really one of their better run blockers. So he would be one to keep an eye out on. Um, you know, and I'll say go back a little bit, but Hogan – is a guy who also offers some special teams upside. He's been kind of in that Craig Robertson role on punts. So not much we pay attention to, right? But in the grand scheme of things, those things kind of matter. So want to keep an eye on him. And then some of their other young guys like Aesop Winston Jr., who was absolutely on fire during Thursday's practice. He's one you want to see a little bit more of. Jake Lampman's been around for a good bit. You want to see some of what he brings. He's more of a special teams guy, but, man, the guy fights pretty hard. So, you know, that's always a, a good sign to see somebody kind of work for their way onto a roster spot. So 
as far as the offense, I think that pretty much covers it. Let's talk a little bit more probably about the defense now. So we'll talk a little bit more about the defense for the Saints. And look, I think this is a unit that's really going to be a little bit better than a lot of people say. And I I'm buying the hype now. Now I know they need another cornerback. I know some of the depth you're like, man, I don't know really, but you know, everything at training camp has, has really sparked a belief. Um, you know, let's start with the defensive line specifically on the interior. So again, you're not going to have Dave on Yamada. I will say that it's been interesting. We've two practices now in a row that we've seen on Yamada line up on the edge. Some, so I don't know if that's anything to really, pay attention to um or if it's just something that's happening so but you know keep an eye on it maybe it's something that happens but obviously he's not going to be in the mix for the first six games but on the interior uh you know malcolm roach and shy tuttle we knew they were going to have bigger roles this season already but they look good they look competitive i'm really happy with what i've seen and uh look i, I really think that other than them you know you got jalen dalton and christian ringo you got a lot of guys that you're really looking forward to seeing a lot more. I mean, Dalton and Ringo would probably be the guys I have as a front runner on the roster right now. But, uh, you know, there's some things to be said about guys like Albert Huggins who can make a push. So, And they just picked up a, a, a defensive tackle off of waivers from the Giants. So McIntosh, but we'll see what happens with him. Uh, but, you know, again, their defensive interior, I think, is a little bit better than we had hoped. And, uh, you know, that's really going to help power this team a little bit more. And you want to see it on display against the Ravens. And then as far as the edge goes, I mean, look, this is a place where the Saints are stacked. Now, I will say, first and foremost, you know, Peyton Turner had got hurt at practice the other day. Um, You know, it looks like he was getting after Rush and pulled up a little bit. Not sure of the extent there, but, you know, Sean Peyton said that doesn't think it's anything serious. But, you know, I don't know if his availability offhand for Saturday is going to be something that we have to pay attention to. But Aside that, you know, Cam Jordan's looking good. Marcus Davenport looks like a completely different person. Um, I'm really excited to see what he's bringing to the table because, man, so far, this is the most focused and locked in I've seen. And I think it's benefited him a lot being around the Saints for an offseason program, something he hasn't been the past several years. So really excited to see what he brings with with the rush. If if camp's any indication, then watch out. He could be in for a killer year. Um, And then, look, their their free agent pickup in Tineau Passignol, we don't talk a lot about him, but man, he looks good. He look he's length and strength again. What I've said on some of these pods and some of these uh, radio appearances, but you know, I, I'm really excited to see what he brings to the table. He's he's showing up in camp. He's getting after it, right? And so is Carl Granderson. We saw all those videos on Twitter, uh, you know, pretty much all spring and summer about his work with D-line vids, and man, he looks the part for sure. And so that along with Turner gives you five solid pass rushers and then you know there's a case to be made for Noah Spence I think he's flashed consistently uh, I think he looks more like what he did in Tampa and you know it could make it interesting if he can piece it together in in preseason I think other teams are going to try to get him um, you know again that's assuming they don't keep six defensive ends but I feel like they're set at that position and it's going to be a tough decision on trying to get somebody like Spence in on the roster. And when you have five guys ahead of them, they're probably going to get more reps and such, but that's just kind of how it goes, right? You just lose some of those players because of depth and, but they're making the most of it. And so, you know, I think Prince of Mukamara had said it the best, you know, recently saying that, Hey, when I'm going out there, I got to remember that I'm auditioning for 31 other teams. So I think it's probably some of the mentality that Spence might have it, 
you know, a lot of these guys have is that they could very well end up with another team in another situation. So, you know, I think that front line is a lot better, again, than what people give it credit for. And as far as the linebacker group, you know, you know what you have in Demario Davis. You're not going to have Quan Alexander for a bit. Again, he's been around. He's been doing drills. He's not doing contact, though, but walkthroughs. He's been kind of the primary guy alongside of Demario Davis. Um, and then, you know, Pete Warner was having a really good camp, but he got hurt, and he's been missing the past couple of days. It's a right leg injury. injury. Uh, it's not serious from what I'm told. Um, but, you know, again, and Peyton also said that, you know, he doesn't think it's serious and he'll be back um, sooner rather than later, of course. But, you know, he's one that I think has grown. But, man, when you talk about growth at the linebacker spot, Caden Ellis is one, but Zach Bond has probably been the most improved player um, of training camp. I mean, he's there shooting the gaps. He's there in run support. He's there blowing up tackle or tackles, making tackles for loss and blowing up in short yardage. He's getting picks. He's there in coverage looks. I mean, he looks like a completely different player. And again, to see him hit that is really encouraging. And hopefully you see more of it and see it actually in preseason. Cause again, we see guys that, you know, practice really well when, but when it comes to game situations, like, man, where'd this guy go? You know what I mean? And, and vice versa, some people in practice, they don't do well and then they turn it on in the games. Right. So, I really want to see what happens with Bond, but look, another guy to t- pay attention to is Andrew Dow and Chase Hansen. But you know, Hansen, we'll start with him. He's a obviously a vet type of guy. You know, been around at least for a bit, and he has a lot more upside on special teams. So he's one that it could potentially backfill as a a backup Sam for uh, you know Caden Ellis. But Andrew Dow, man, this guy, he, he's if he, I think he's one. Or two plays away from really stamping his place in the roster. I mean, this when you talk talk about final cuts, this is going to be a tough one because I think they can keep just six linebackers. And on my initial roster, I had Dow. Um, I'm really, I mean, the guy is just intriguing. He's he's making plays, and it's not just like plays, but big plays, noticeable plays. It gets everybody fired up, and just things that you would expect to see on a, a Sunday and stuff like that, right? So I'm really curious to see if he can carry that over in the preseason game against the Ravens. And of course it's going to depend on how much work he gets. Right. And he might have to show up more on special teams in some of these situations. So we'll have to see what happens and how it plays out at linebacker for sure. And then we'll cap it off by talking a little bit about the secondary. So, um, you know, at corner again, you, you know, you, you had Patrick Robinson retire kind of abruptly. And, you know, unfortunately that's just how things go sometimes. Right. And, you know, respect to him. He had a great career, Super Bowl ring. Um, definitely a guy that was well respected in the locker room. And, you know, he just came and made peace with it. And, you know, that's where the Saints are, trying to figure out more on their cornerback their spot. But I think the first thing you start with is the injuries. Um, you know, you're missing Kavari Russell. You're missing Adonis Alexander. You know, Alexander was at practice running around a little bit, but not in pads. So I know he was dealing, again, I'm not a doctor, but, you know, looked like it might have been hamstring or something related to that. But, you know, um, he wasn't at practice and he left earlier a few practices before that. But, you know, when you look at the other ones um, on the cornerbacks, I mean, you know, it's Lattimore and it's Crawley uh, that would be starting right now. And I think, uh, Adebo, Paulson Adebo, and, and Prince of Mukamara, their second pairing, but Adebo's rising. I mean, he's doing great in one-on-one drills. He's having a lot of pass breakups in 11-on-11. 11 11. 
looking more confident every day that we see him. But, you know, his camp to start wasn't the greatest. And, you know, another thing, he was doing really good in special teams too. I mean, he had one of his reps where he just absolutely blew the doors off of, uh, it was P.J. Williams and I think Patrick Robinson, um, you know, one of the indoor sessions. So I'm interested to see there. And then, you know, they have to figure that out after him, right? Grant Haley is a guy who's been on the roster a little bit and, you know, he had his coming out of game against the Panthers last year in the season finale. So want to see more of him. Um, maybe he can help his stock a little bit because you got Brian Poole who mostly does the slot guy duties, but you know, you got CJ Gardner Johnson there, but Poole and Haley, that's going to come down to probably a special teams battle. And then as far as safety spot, you know, Malcolm Jenkins, Marcus Williams would be your top tandem. Of course, you know, Williams has been out the past couple of days. It, it, I don't know the full extent, but I'm not going to sit here and speculate either, but um, definitely not a good look because you think maybe one day was a vet day, but for him to miss a couple is never a pretty good sign. So hopefully he get bounces back and comes back. And, you know, the other mystery is PJ Williams. He's been gone from practice a lot and we can't find out anything on him. I mean, we tried a couple of avenues, but no information there. And that's never a good sign, but now it's going to come up to some of these younger guys, you know, JT gray is going to maybe have a little bit more of a role. Uh, Bryce Thompson, Deuce Wallace. These are guys that can really make a name for themselves in this period of time. So I'm really going to love to see so many different things when the saints play the Ravens on Saturday. Now it's a 6 PM kickoff. It's a less local time. Um, you know, as far as broadcast look, you know, it's going to be mostly the Gulf region that's going to get the broadcast. And, you know, if you're outside, you might have to catch an NFL network replay. You might have to have game pass. There's a whole different bunch of avenues you can check out and, uh, we'll try to link you some to be able to find those on saints news network. But, you know, look, the bottom line is we got preseason. We have a ton to watch. We don't know what we're going to really expect from this team. It's preseason too, so temper your expectations just a little bit. But, you know, the bottom line is Saints football is going to be back, and we'll get to see some of this look at this new team post-Drew Brees era. So I, I think it's exciting. I mean, how could you not be excited, right? So I'll be in Baltimore this weekend. And, uh, you know, as always, if you need anything – Hit me up on Twitter at John J. Hendricks. Be sure to follow us at Saints News. Check out the Believe in Saints Twitter handle. Follow us there. Give us some love. And then uh, obviously keep up with all our great work at saints.media or si.com slash NFL slash Saints. Thanks, guys. Y'all be good people. We'll talk to you next time. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.